thank you, Jesus. You are holy. You are wonderful. You are marvelous. You are omnipotent. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. I'm so thankful that that's the God that we serve tonight. Amen. I say that often, but I truly am thankful that I don't serve some lame, weak, anemic God that can't do anything for me. There's a lot of people that put their hope in things that can do nothing for them, but I'm thankful that the God who I serve can do anything. That nothing is impossible. Amen, amen, amen. I am thankful to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. I always enjoy being in the presence of the Lord with all of God's wonderful people. Amen, amen, amen. If you would, turn with me in your Bibles to First Timothy chapter 6. Read verses 17 through 19. He says, charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. Laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. I want to know that what I am putting my hope in is not just keeping me here, but that it's going to get me there. I want to know that what I am putting my hope in is something that's going to last. That's something that I can rest on and know and go to sleep every night knowing I may not know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. Are you thankful that that is the God that we serve tonight? Come on, are you really thankful tonight that I can put my hope in the living God, tonight for just a little while with the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach to you on this subject, certain riches, certain riches. Father, we love you tonight. We thank you for what you've already done. God, your word is already anointed, but right now I ask that you would give this body strength God, I pray that the anointing of the Holy Ghost would be poured out right now. God, not only let it fall on these lips, but on every ear and heart to receive this word. God, I pray that we would leave this place tonight greater than we came because we have been with you. And that when we leave, there would be a people outside of these walls that would take knowledge that we have been with Jesus. God, have your way tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. And it is so. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise as you're seated tonight. Paul here in our text is writing to Timothy. He gives instructions concerning servants and masters. He gives instructions concerning materialism. 
It is here in 1 Timothy 6 where you will find Paul telling Timothy to fight the good fight of faith. And then he begins to teach Timothy about the wealthy and what he needs to tell them. How they ought to handle their money. How they ought to invest. He says, do not trust in corruptible things. Do not put your hope in something that's only going to fail you and only let you down. Do not trust in things that cannot be relied upon. Do not put your hope in uncertain riches. The word uncertain means not able to be relied on. And it seems so very simple. But yet what he says is so meaningful to our lives. Don't trust in something that cannot be relied on. It seems so simple, but how profound it really is. If we could really grasp that mentality tonight that says, I am not going to put my hope in anything that I cannot trust. I'm not going to put my faith in anything that cannot give me a certainty. I'm not going to put my faith in one single man that can do nothing for me. Instead, I am going to make sure that where I put my hope in and where I put my trust in, is in someone who is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all I could ask or think. I'm going to put my hope in somebody who said they would never leave me nor forsake me. I'm going to put my hope in somebody where I will never have to beg for bread. I'll never have to be out a beggar on the streets because God is going to take care of His church. Uncertainty, it means not completely confident or sure of. Uncertainty is the giant question marks that are before us day by day. It's the unknown. It could work or it could all fail. It could be good or it could all turn out to be terrible. It could go one way or the other. And because we get put in this conundrum... It gives us a headache. It causes us to stay awake at night and causes us to fear and to worry. And we know that God hath not given us a spirit of fear. So when uncertainty is there, we've got to know that uncertainty is not part of God's business. If there is uncertainty in my life, it's because I've been putting my hope in things that are going to fail me. It's because I'm putting my hope in something that's not going to last forever. But if if I can wake up every day and go to sleep every night with a peace that passeth all understanding, it's because I have found somebody who I can put my hope in. It's because I have somewhere that I long to be someday. And so I can push everything else out of my mind and say there may be uncertain things that may fail me, but there are some certain riches that I know if I will cling to, it's going to be a great thing for my life we find ourselves face to face with uncertainty uncertainty causes confusion it can cause you to waver 
No matter how great it looks and how enticing it sounds, it just cannot be relied on because I cannot be sure. If there is uncertainty there, if there is doubt and there is question and there is no knowledge of the end result, then I am walking every day so very aimlessly. If there is uncertainty there, it can cause all kinds of problems in your mind. It can cause you to think things that aren't even true. My brother-in-law shared a story with me that he said his pastor, Brother Ewing, used to share with him and the church very often there in Lake Charles. And he said that there was this man one night and he was driving on the dark road very late at night and his car broke down. He had run out of gas. And he said, oh man, I, I've got I've to do something. I cannot just sit here. And so the man gets out of his car and he's, he's thinking, well man, I, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. There, there's not a gas station, there's not a store, I, I, I can't even do this. But maybe I ought to start walking. And so he takes a few steps and he thought, now, I may be silly for doing this. I may be walking in the complete opposite direction where there might be something. So then he stops himself and he doesn't push himself any further. And he's contemplating going back and forth. And he says, well, I, I can't just stay here. I, I, I'm just going to stay in my car all night long and nobody's going to pass down this old country road. And so the guy takes a few more steps and he sees a little light shining way, way up ahead as far as his eye could see. And so then the man takes a few more steps and he says, well, maybe just maybe if I get there, that person will have a gas can and I can get some gas and come back to my car. But, but maybe they don't have a gas can. Maybe I'm going to walk all this way and maybe I'm going to do all of this. And he goes back and forth and he's constantly fighting himself with the uncertainty. He finally gets as close as he can where he can see the house and he's, oh yeah, this guy's got a tractor and he's got all of these things. Surely he's got some gas. Surely he's got a gas can that I can take. But, but maybe it's so late at night that this guy's not going to want me knocking on his door and he's not going to accept me and receive me. Maybe, maybe he's going to open the door and be really rough with me and knock me around a little bit for waking him and his precious wife and babies up. And, but, but I can't just stay here. So he walked a little further up into the yard and he said, I'm going to knock on this door and this guy's just going to be rude. I already feel it. I just, I, I, I know what's going to happen. And finally he gets up to the door and knocks. And the man opens the door. He said, yes, sir. How can I help you? He said, I don't want your stinking gas can. That uncertainty had caused his mind to go places that he never intended to go. But it was that question mark. It was the doubt and the worry. Instead of just receiving what could have possibly been the very thing that could have helped him along the way. There are a lot of things that I am unsure of. Uncertainty is everywhere. Every day. You wake up and you see the condition of our world and you think, my God, how did we get here? How are things really this bad? How are things only getting worse and worse every day? How are men really letting their conscience be seared as though with a hot iron? He said, charge them that are rich. Now, some of us are looking around and saying, that preacher, you better change to somebody else because I'm not rich. 
you better find somebody else to, to preach to tonight because I don't have money in the bank and I'm not wealthy. So when I read that part of Timothy, I just push it on along because that's talking to somebody else. That's talking to the big guy that's got all the money, not, not, not me. But tonight I'm not talking to those who are rich with money. I'm talking to those who have a greater investment. Tonight I'm talking about some of the richest people in the world. You may feel at times that you are not wealthy. You may feel at times like you don't have everything that you wish you had. But if you would take just a moment tonight and think about the goodness of God... And look around and realize what's beside you tonight. And look across the aisle at your brothers and sisters that are here with you. And look at your babies that are here tonight. And look at what God has done and how far that He's brought you. Then it won't be but just a little long that you'll be able to lift your hands and say, Oh God, I am so rich. I am so blessed because of you. I am so blessed because you gave me all of these things. And so tonight I am rich. Tonight you can preach to me. And you can speak to me. And tell me where to put my hope in. God, because I am far wealthier than I realize tonight. So tonight I am charging you. Not to trust in uncertain riches. But would you tonight trust in the living God? Could you tonight trust in something that will last forever? Something that never loses its value. Something that can heal you and save you and restore you and redeem you and befriend you and be a father when you have no father and be the bread when you're hungry and the water when you're thirsty. Can you accept that tonight and say that is what I want to put my hope in. I want a certain rich tonight. I want something I know I can rely on. Uncertain riches are a dime a dozen. But certain riches, if you could ever get a hold of, they will change your life. And there are certain riches. And when I reference certain, I mean of a certainty, an assurance, established beyond doubt, assured. I can stand and say, I know for sure. It's how you can stand and say, I know that I know that I know. It has been proven. I am a living testament. I am proof that this works. I am proof that you can trust Him. I am proof that He does not fail. I am proof that He still saves and He still heals and He still redeems. I am proof tonight that there are certain treasures. I don't know about you, but I can't afford to put my hope in uncertain things. The hour is too late for me to put all of my hope and all of my investment and all of my time in something that's only going to let me down. I can't put my faith in Hollywood. I can't put my faith in the school systems. I can't put my hope in politics. I can't afford at this hour to do that. Because though there may be good people, though there may be people that claim to have my best interest at heart, the only one 
I know of a certainty that will not fail and will not and cannot lie is Jesus. The one that I know that is a certain treasure that I can cling to and it will save me is Him. I cannot live saying I am almost persuaded. I cannot afford to spiritually play the stock market. Sure, in the natural, it can pay great dividends. But when it comes to my salvation, I must be certain. When it comes to my children, I've got to be certain. When it comes to this walk with God, I've got to be certain. I can't just think that I know it. I've got to know it. I can't just go around pretending and having church and that maybe someday something's going to happen. But I've got to get in and say, oh God, I'm not going to put my hope in anything other than you. I'm going all in for you. God, I'm going to give Give everything that I have to you and to your kingdom. When it comes to my walk with God, I've got to be certain. When it comes to my calling, I have got to be certain. Second Peter in the Amplified says, Therefore, believers, be all the more diligent to make certain about His calling and choosing you. Make your calling and election sure. Be confident tonight and knowing that you are here for a reason. Be certain of the calling of God on your life. Walk boldly and humbly every day and saying, I don't know why, but I'm thankful. I don't know why, but I know that He called me. I know that I have a purpose. I know that there's something more for me to do. I've got to know it, and I've got to love it, and I've got to live it. I have got to have a sure foundation. I've got to have a firm grip on what I believe. For James 1 said, A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. He's that man that takes a few steps and then, well, maybe I shouldn't do this. Well, I can't just stay here, so I'm going to... And the back and forth causes so many questions and so much confusion. And it just delays what God really wants to do in your life. Some of us are walking around and we're putting those question marks before us every day. And we say, well, I don't know how this is going to happen. And I, well, maybe I'll go this way. And I don't know how that's going to work out. And we're stuck in this cycle that we can't seem to break instead of shrugging all of that off and saying I don't even know why I'm thinking about that my hope isn't in those things anyway my hope isn't on that today anyway but my hope is in Jesus it literally means that you your loyalty is divided between God and man when God looks at that he said there there is no back and forth he said that any man that loved the world or the things of the world, the love of the Father is not in him. It's already decided. If there's uncertainty in your life every day in this back and forth business, God's already saying, I I'm not in that. I'm not involved in that. Between something uncertain 
and someone certain. It should be an easy choice. It should be something that we look at and say, I can take something uncertain or I can look to someone certain and choose one or the other. You would think that that would be an easy thing, but yet still we struggle and still we have a hard time letting go and trusting God. Build your hope on things eternal. But why would I do that? I don't get to enjoy that here and now. I don't get to trust in that now and rely on that now. Why? Because eternal things are certain. There is a heaven and there is a hell. There's going to come a day where every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. You can have your opinions. You can stand on whatever side of the fence you want to stand on. But the truth is, there is coming a day and it's going to happen in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye when we're going to be caught up together. We're going to be there with Jesus and we're going to have that great getting up morn. It's going to happen. I'm telling you of a certainty. That's not a fairy tale. That's not something we tell you to give you goosebumps or hope of a future someday. I'm telling you, there are certain riches that we must cling to if we're ever going to see that day. If we're going to ever be a part of that number where we can walk in and hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Jesus said, you're not just doing this for right now. You're doing this to lay up and store a good foundation against the day to come. The investment you're making right now and the riches you're choosing right now will determine what's going to happen on that day. Are you going to crumble with the first wind that blows? Or are you going to have a firm foundation in that day? That when troubles come and pestilence and roars and rumors of wars and those things that are just the beginning of sorrows, can the church of the living God be able to say, I'm standing firm in this hour because of a price that I paid back then. I'm standing here today because I made an investment then. I'm standing here today when I should be dead, when I should be weak, when I should be weary, and I'm dancing in the trouble, I'm shouting in the sorrow. How are you doing that? Because I found a certain riches. I found something that was worth me putting my hope in on a Sunday night at Greater Life Church in 10, 20, 30 years from now. I'm still standing on that good foundation. It may not be for right now. You may pay a price right now that you won't see come to fruition for years down the road. But you hear me, God sees it all. Mama Creel says it all the time. Where the records are kept, they're kept right. God sees your trouble. 
God sees your work and your labor. He sees the prayers that you're praying. All the while, you're making an investment and you're putting your hope in certain riches. Something you can rely on. Something you will be able to climb into. It is a strong tower. It will keep you. It's the name of the Lord. It is something if you would profess and proclaim and speak over your situation. It's an investment. It's a foundation being laid tonight. Don't wait to put your hope in Him. Don't wait to be certain. I am certain of this tonight. There are uncertain riches. Money is great. It pays the bills. It puts food on the table. It might even put gas in your car. Money can get me out of debt, but it can't get me out of an addiction. Money can cover the charges, but money cannot cover my sin. Money can take care of a lot of things in our life, or so we think of, or money can also become one of our greatest problems. And while he was talking to them about the literal dollars in their hands and how they, if they were blessed and they were wealthy, that they needed to share it and they needed to invest it into others and they needed to lay it up for that day. I'm telling some people that are rich tonight in a whole different way that you ought to be doing the same thing. That you ought to be telling other people of the goodness of God. That you ought to be sharing with them every day. And that you ought to be laying a firm foundation for that day so that you can lay hold on eternal life and you can make it to that place. And people are going to look at you and say, how did you do it? How did you make it through all the trials? How did you make it through all the things that were going on in the world? How did you keep showing up faith? Faithfully to the house of God every Sunday and every Wednesday when your family was going through that trial and when you were facing that situation and you're going to be able to look at them and say because I found a rich worth fighting for I found riches worth dying for and I found riches worth living for and when I found it I invested everything in it I gave my all I laid down at an altar and said here I am Lord, here I am. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord. Some trust in uncertain riches, some trust in their government, some in humans, some in their own flesh, some trust that just by accident their situation's just going to work itself out. But we, we will trust the name of the Lord. You put your hope on anything you want to tonight. But I'm going to put my hope in certain riches. I'm going to put my hope on something that I know will not fail me. I'm going to put my hope in something that has never failed and will never fail. It's going to keep me in the hard days. It's going to lift me when I'm weak. It's going to encourage me when I'm sad. I know because it's work time and time again. It is certain. Your riches are unreliable. We cannot rely on our jobs. 
We cannot rely on our bank account and cryptocurrencies. We cannot rely on even some of our friends. Sure, maybe for a moment and maybe right now, but what about the days to come? Barclay said, we must never set our hopes on things. For in the chances and changes of life, one can be wealthy today and poor tomorrow. And it is folly to set one's hopes on what can so easily be lost. And I see our world today that the first trend and the first thing and the first person that jumps in and tells you, you need to invest in this and you need to invest in that. People are jumping, hoping that they might get breakthrough, hoping that they might see deliverance, hoping that they might see their bank account jump and their problems be over. But I've come to tell some people tonight, That's uncertain. You can put a lot of time and money and prayers and investment in a lot of things that are only going to fail you. That are only going to crumble. That are only going to slip away. I told Brother Hughes yesterday, Sister Vesta Mangan said, I ain't putting one dime into this body because it's just expensive worm food. There's going to come a day where all of these things are just going to be that. Things, uncertain riches that are going to crumble and they are going to fade away. But what I'm talking to somebody about tonight is something that's eternal. Something that goes beyond the grave. Something that goes beyond this flesh. Something that brings me into a city where the Lamb is the light. Something that pulls me away from the sorrows of this present world. Something that is worth it all. There are riches that have by the grace of God allowed me to get this far. But Second Peter said the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. In the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. And the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. What are you saying? I'm saying there's coming a day where these pews and this sheetrock... And these lights and these speakers and your wallet and everything in your wallet and everything in your bank account, everything in your home, everything in your driveway, everything that you think matters so much right now. There's going to come a day where it's all going to burn away with the fervent heat and that's not going to last anymore. But if you will put your hope somewhere else, it doesn't matter what you may lose here. You will have everything. That's why you can be able to say to live is Christ, but to die is gain. This is not my only hope. I have a hope that is an anchor for my soul. It lasts. It holds on. And it keeps me. Everything I've relied on, everything I thought might last, everything I thought might keep me gone in a moment. When I go to bed, all was well, but when I wake up the next morning and it's all gone. Hear me, that may be true of uncertain riches. But there are certain riches that will keep you. There are certain riches that can sustain you. They're tried and true. 
They don't just make a difference right now, but in time to come. And if you will put your trust in the living God, you will be laying up for yourself a good foundation. And as sure as I am, there are things I cannot rely on. I know of a God that I can rely on. I know of one that I can trust and one that I can be certain everything's going to be all right. There are some things that I know work. And when you put your trust on the living God, it is not a gamble. It is an investment. It is something that is going to be given back. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Your prayer life makes a difference. Your prayer works. It is a riches that you cannot imagine. It is a part of that that God would say if you would get a hold of it. I promise you it will make a difference in your life. Coming to church faithfully. Being a part of the house of God. Worshiping Him. These are all things that are certain riches. They're not going to fail you. They're not going to disappoint you. You keep coming to church. You keep living for God. You keep doing the things that you know how to do. And right now you may not see it. And tomorrow you might not see it. But there will come that day where you'll be so glad that you gave it all. Holiness may not be a big deal to some. But when Scripture tells me without it no man shall see the Lord, it seems pretty certain to me that I need holiness. Being baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost may not seem necessary and essential to some. But if Jesus said, unless I'm born again of water and of the Spirit, I cannot enter the kingdom of God, then that seems like certain riches that I need to make sure that I have a hold of and I make sure that it's a part of my life. Because without it, I am lost. Without it, I'm not going to see it or enter it. That's why it's so important that we preach this gospel everywhere that we go. That's why it's so important what Brother Dwayne does on a weekly basis and sister Sherry's prayer meeting does on a weekly basis they're not just doing that to fill a date on the calendar they're doing that because there are a people that still need to be baptized in Jesus name there are people that still need to be filled with the Holy Ghost there are a people that need to know there are uncertain riches out there that have failed them but we serve a God that it will not fail. Let's stand all over this house tonight. Mark 13. He said again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in a field. The which when a man hath found, he hideth. And for the joy thereof, he went and sold everything he had. And he bought the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant seeking goodly pearls. Who when he found one pearl of great price. He went and sold all that he had and bought it. These men had many possessions. Things that they had no doubt relied on for many years. Home, land, cattle, sheep. I don't know what all these men had. 
But I know that whenever they found this, they said, you know what? There's a certainty about this. This is worth me leaving everything else for this. It's worth me living that old lifestyle for this. It's worth me throwing it all aside for this. Because all of these things I have, they're great and they're wonderful. And I'm thankful because it's put food on my table and it's paid the bills and it's done all of these things. And it's given me a job and it's given me stability. But I've come to realize there's going to come a day where all of these things are not going to mean anything. But this, what I have found in this field, is worth all of that stuff that I have and more. And so I'm willing to lay it all down and say, you can have it. You can, if you want this lifestyle, you can have it. But I found something greater. If you want these uncertain riches, knock yourself out. But I want something real. I want something certain. I want something that I can cling to that will not fail. What I have right now is uncertain. What I have right now has helped me make it this far. But this treasure I found, it's worth so much more. The disciples, they share the same feeling with this man. For they brought in a multitude of fish. And they began to bring them in so much that their boat began to sink. And they called the others and said, we need your help. And they started pulling it in. So that both of them began to sink. These men could have made a whole lot of money that day. For they had just brought in the catch of a lifetime. But when Jesus said, if you think that's something, follow me. This, these fish, they're going to de- decay and die. What, what you're doing right now is, is great and wonderful. But if there's one thing certain about fishing, is sometimes it's just that. Fishing. It's not always catching like that. It's not always going to be that good. The sin that was good for a moment doesn't always last like that. There's going to come a day where it's going to decay and it's going to die. And it's going to still leave you hungry. And it's going to still leave you helpless. But if you will follow me. If you'll get on my boat now. And you'll be a part of what I'm doing then you're going to be a part of something that's going to last forever. It's going to last beyond this present world. And you're going to be fishers of men. And the Bible said they forsook all. They left their nets. They left the fish. They left the money. They left the boat. They even left their father standing there on the boat because they found something that was worth it. They found something that was certain they found something that they said this, this is it this is real this is going to last a lifetime there are people out in your world tonight that are tired of dead things they're tired of things being wasted they're tired of uncertainty would you be a voice in this hour that would tell them I know of certain riches they are for sure They are stable. They will keep you in time of trouble. They will redeem you. I open these altars tonight 
for somebody who wants to get a fresh hold on this life and say, God, I'm ready again, all over. God, I give it all away. I sell everything I've got. I lay it all down at an altar again. God, because I want certain riches, I want to make sure that I'm investing in the right thing. I want to make sure my babies are building a firm foundation. Come on. Come on, lay it brick by brick. God, I'm doing this for a day where it's going to keep me. It's going to preserve me. God, I can be certain tonight. God, I'm not going to be double-minded any longer. I'm not going to waver any longer. Oh, God, charge us tonight. Don't put your hope on things that fade. Don't put your hope on things that fail. Don't put your hope on anything other than the one who is able to keep his word. Hasatabo yo kotabaha.